0: So, Notumato Tomato is one year. Uh, it reached one year on the 21st of October. And this was Youngstana's album that took him to extremely new heights. Uh, I remember you doing uh, the review of it and uh, trying to break down Youngstana's career through Notumato Tomato Lens. And uh, just by the stats of it, um, it has won uh, the Summer 28 Ama Piano Album of the Year. And uh, it also uh, gave young Youngstana uh, an award for the best-selling artist. So he was last year's and part of this year's best-selling artist through this particular album. Not Tomato, uh, 16 songs, and among a lot of other things, the biggest track, Adiwele, in this one. How did we reach here? Did you... Expect it to be this big on the first listen.
1: I would say, maybe not necessarily on the first listen. I I didn't think it would be this big, but the response from South Africans in general, and then the wider African market, kind of uh, pointed towards something like this. It wasn't the most obvious. It was a hit, like Adiwele for sure. Uh, But I mean, album-wise, I think it was a No Skips album anyway. But because at that time, there was also so much Amma Piano coming out. Like, bro, these people were releasing like albums every week, like big albums, multiple albums. So it was very hard to pinpoint this particular album to be the standout, to be honest, but there was something special there.
0: Do we have like a name for that something special? Because I'm trying to look around and I'm seeing that we have Kabza and Maporisa, of course, in this record. And, uh, Mm -hmm. do we attest their presence in this particular record as the eat factor? Or we have something even bigger than those two? Because I know uh, last year we listened uh, to their projects. They did multiple projects. And um, of course, as you were saying, we had a slew of uh, Ama Piano releases last year. But do we can we pinpoint it to that at least?
1: I don't think that's the only factor. Yep. It definitely counts because, you know, when you, when, you, when you look at the biggest songs from that album anyway, yeah. which are Adiwele, uh, City Shui. Yep. Uh, Kabza and Maporis were there. And those songs are bangers, bro. Like, they're bangers, straight up. But I think it's something else. I really think the it factor is Young Stunner's Delivery and i I might have tweeted about this to say that young Stanner, in my opinion, was probably the biggest'm a piano artist to shift the landscape for me last year going into this year. And I can't remember who it was. I think it was Grace on Twitter, yeah, um, who was saying that? But it's not Young Stana. It's actually uh, the late Mpura. He was like, he really shifted the Amma piano landscape in terms of artists copying him and his style. But I really, really think it's Young Stana for me. Because once Adiwele blew up yep. and then this album came out, there were a ton of artists that started sounding like Young Stana and um while i was still getting used to his voice um i remember there's a, there's a song major major league dj's a big one i think it's uh, bagwala and there's a person on bagwala who sounds like young stanner yeah there're a lot of artists like that that now sound like young stanner because he found a way to in, in his delivery that had never been really uh, seen before in the Ama Piano space and also hadn't really been, um, that did so well in terms of just captivating people. The first time you listen to it, you're like, whoa, this delivery is fire. And I really think that's the it factor. Of course, having Kamsa and Maporisa behind you, come on, man, you need that for sure. Yep. Especially in the Ama Piano space, you know you do well. But I think that's, his, that's the act and the X Factor Um, When we look at Young Standard It's really His delivery is freaking phenomenal man
0: The album still delivered to you One year after Do you think like It has waned in its quality Or it still retains that quality That it had uh, a year ago Since it was listened I mean it was uh, released
1: I think it retains a lot of its quality For me I listened to Mostly three songs from there Yeah and that's no, that's that's not saying the other songs are, are fire. I think the other songs are great, but I have three songs that I listen to pretty much on repeat from that album, and it's Adiwele, City Shri, and Shaka Zulu. So, uh, for me, it definitely retains that something, but I also don't know if, um, as a full album, I don't think every song managed to reach the heights that uh, it could probably have reached had this album been one shorter or broken down into maybe three EPs. Tell me about this, uh, breaking it down into
0: EPs, because I want to hear uh, your take on that one, because I was thinking uh, actually the opposite. You're thinking the opposite? Yeah, I'm thinking that, of course, it was a long album because I tried to play it again today. And while I was listening to it, I was like, okay, we have like seven minutes, uh, tracks in here. And I was like, okay, but it, it took me back to last year. And I was like, okay, this is, this was like how long i piano albums were back then. So I mean like it makes sense, but then again, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, it makes yeah, like the way it was structured, it makes sense to sound or to have as those many tracks because it's 16 songs. But then again, I want to hear your take on uh, when you're saying that you were, you wish that it was broken down into small, small records.
1: Yeah, I really do wish it was broken down into shorter projects because I believe that way uh, some other songs could have actually managed to shine more than they did um, when you look at the actual plays on um, No Tomato album. You yeah. realize like some runaway tracks, which are like Adiwele has got like 8.6 million. Yeah, that is the biggest on one. Yeah, City Shree has got like 3 million plays. And then the next one after that is like, what is it? Uh, Shinta, um, which is like 868,000. I honestly think had uh, he done broken it into three EPs, you know, these are the songs, the ones with like 200,000 plays, 100,000 plays would have gotten more mileage because people would have uh, listened to a shorter project, managed to latch on to some of those songs before hearing other songs from him. Because this was his debut album as well. If we had dropped like three EPs, um, like an EP a month, He would have easily owned, you know, September, October, right through to 2022. But you would have done it in a more sustained fashion just for these songs to um, uh, pick up, you know, more listens, more fans. Because I think listener fatigue starts to just um, come out. And especially at that time when he released this like I said, this was like the hot i a piano time, bro. Like people were releasing crazy stuff. So the competition was a lot. But also, albums these days, I think they don't have as long a tail uh, as they used to back in the day. 100%. So sometimes what you need to do is to be more strategic in how you package things and not like put everything out there. People will listen to freaking Drake, man. They will listen to the Drake album from start to finish because there's a certain type of listener and expectation with Drake. Um, Young Stunner is a huge artist now, but at that time as well, he really had the one big hit song. So maybe he could have, I think, you know, um, I would have gone for the strategy to drop more because when you look at his catalog now, um, you realize that after his album, he didn't drop anything for a few months until featured on um, some other works, which, I don't know, I kind of feel like, you know, had he spread out those songs, um, he would have an even bigger footprint. But, I mean, he won multiple... It's a multi-platinum album. You can't hate on it.
0: Yeah. So, to just, like, uh, ask you, like, this very crazy question that just came into my mind, right? Do you think he still has the fuel to top this one the way that you have listened to him his demeanor and all that do you see him topping this particular album hell yeah
1: i think he's got it i really think he's got it hmm. we cannot not mention sete bro definitely come on bro sete is like the biggest record out of south africa in the in the last two months yeah yeah and he's he's right smack in the middle of the niceness. Yeah, I really th- but I think what he might do. This is just me based on his features and stuff like that. Yeah, I actually think he might end up trying to do a uh, Shasha type strategy where in her latest album, she's got ama piano, but she's also got music that really is more what she wants to make yeah that makes sense i think young stana might do that kind of a strategy because he's a versatile artist i mentioned it in the review that i did that young stana was actually a rapper
0: yeah true
1: before so i think he might explore that and he's got everything to make a hit if he can make adiwele and then he can be on a, a record like set a year later that shows you that he definitely has the hit making prowess bro so it's just about if you know he can carve out the time to give us another project but i don't doubt that it'll be hits for sure i hear you and now
0: i want to take you to this particular midline of our conversation and i think i Mm -hmm. found a track in uh tomato that can take us into that transition and that track is the very last track, Ngozi, that Melo and Sleazy are there. And uh, if memory serves correctly, we remember that this year was very, very low uh, when Alma Piano uh, was, as far as Ama Piano was concerned, but we started hearing this new flavor, not necessarily so new to people who have been paying attention but something that was very slightly different. And this was Gija. Now, I want you to uh-huh. take me through that route. Uh, your Gija playlist in Spotify has more than a thousand followers to this particular moment, to this date. I want you to tell me what is exactly this genre and how, has you, how, how have you seen it climbing through because I think you are there, you have a playlist that you're monitoring and you're updating it with new releases every week. So I think you have mm-hmm. that firsthand experience and data to talk about this particular genre that is, uh, of course, I think for this year, we can say but the better part of the beginning of the year, it was taking over as the sound that was becoming more prominent.
1: Yeah. So maybe a, a, a timeline then. Uh when we look at it, it's been around for a while. But I think it really started taking shape last year sometime as a sort of like uh Philadelphies like 66 uh, those types of songs. I think uh do aka TRP had some some, some stuff as well. Yeah. Although, like sixty-six, for being honest, it's it's more Bacardi. But that's a that's a conversation for another day. Yeah. But anyway, for anyone who doesn't know, Skija is in the simplest terms instrumental, ama All right. No vocals. There might be a the chance here and there, but um, it is uh, instrumental, ama piano. That's 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 the simplest sort of uh, way to describe it. It has a certain texture and flavor. Which sometimes can feel slower, but also really gets into the very uh, almost like deep house territory yeah. uh, with um a lot of ambient sounds and um breaks that you wouldn't normally hear in even the sort of traditional ama piano, yeah, so to speak. but um, if you're looking for it's really like a lot of the ama piano djs and producers, um it's like, their flavor where they don't want anybody to sing on it, so to speak, so that the um, maybe the artist doesn't take the limelight, the vocalist doesn't take the limelight. And it's kind of like, you know, you can listen to it really in a, um, in a chilled manner, in a chilled fashion. Yeah. And it's just grown bigger over time. So what I did, I started a Skija playlist last year, but when I started the playlist, there were literally like maybe less than 20 known names in in skija like as as producers and stuff like that there were only a few songs floating around and a lot of the songs weren't even on dsps you you'd only get them like um you know if you follow the right like facebook groups uh, if you if you you know the right um uh, links to to get them from South Africa on WhatsApp or something. Yeah. So I kind of just decided, hey, you know what? Let me start a playlist because I think this genre is going to blow after everybody's tired of the regular. I'm a piano. And funny enough, I think my playlist could be the biggest skija playlist on Spotify right now.
0: I totally agree with that because there is no official Spotify playlist for that particular genre. And yours is currently yeah. sitting at a thousand followers.
1: And, and I mean, like, uh, it really started gaining a lot of momentum just for me, probably about three, four months ago, Yeah, probably start of August. I think it only had like f- less than 500 followers, but now it's at over a thousand. So it's really gaining like a few, a few people every day and it's becoming something. I don't think it will become a big subgenre. genre, yeah. like, like as big as Ama Piano in itself. But it's it's going to be one of those like super sustained genres, subgenres that will last probably a long, long time, uh, with a faithful following because it is familiar to Ama Piano listeners, but there are some absolute bangers in this subgenre, man.
0: So I think uh with that particular uh, information, you know, when when I was walking around today the only thing that I was thinking mm-hmm. about, you know, was like, I'm going to get an exclusive from MJ because he's going to be <laughs> premiering his song uh, on my uh, 30 minutes today. So I was like going around thinking, you know, like, do I have like those like chance like that say, like, you know, like exclusive, you know, or first, you whatever. Um, so I want you to talk to us also about um, Crescida 93. That is your next release. And... Tell us about that. I've tried to Google what exactly is a Crescida and I came across that it is this Porsche Toyota model that had an e- and a, a sports uh, engine. So it was kind of Porsche and kind of fast.
1: Yeah. So when I was growing up, a Toyota Crescida was a nice car, bro. Yeah. It was a nice car. But what made it even nicer is the fact that in '93. That's when 1993, that's when they stopped producing Toyota Crescidas completely. Yeah. If you have a 1993 Crescida right now. Yeah. You can sell it for many thousands of dollars. Like, because only, I think, 300 were ever made. Really? That particular model for that year. And they were the last. Yeah. So when I was coming up with this, uh, uh, with this song and right now the release that's coming coming out today is a it's the Skija version it's just like instrumental on my piano yeah I was just thinking about you know uh, that that Toyota Crescida was, was an amazing car yeah um, and I thought you know what that would be a, a great title for a song because it's it embodies the 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 the, the Toyota Crescida, um, how rare it is but particularly that 93 And you listen in the sonics of the song that, you know, there's something, there's something unique about the song, the Crusader 93. There's just something really unique about it. So I was just trying to communicate and capture the essence of the song by calling it that.
0: So how do you name your tracks? Do you name them after you have composed them or do you name them while you're composing them? But you know, like when I'm making this song, This is going to be titled The Crusader 93.
1: I actually do a bit of both. If I'm going to be 100% honest with you, like basically just as I traverse through life and do whatever I do, I literally have a, like a notepad um, on my phone with, which is called song titles and it has nine pages. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> I'm serious. I'm so serious. It's got nine pages. Like sometimes I just come across stuff and I'm like, yo, um, this is, this would be a really cool title for a song. Yeah, the ninety three was there, but what? How I, I I sort of come up with it is I then match the song title or the beat as I'm making it, and I'm like, yo this would make sense as this title because of this yeah so like the uniqueness of that beat aligned with the cresita 93 but the cresita 93 is also something nostalgic for me because i remember that from like back in the day yeah um when i was still a little kid but yeah i've got like a notepad uh where i just keep so whenever i'm looking like for song titles or I, i'm stuck sometimes it's influenced by the lyrics if i have lyrics on the song yeah. um but if i'm doing something like this like the skeeja style um i just look usually through my notepad and just see like what does this beat feel like <laughs> <And then laughs> that's how it just yeah it's it's random i know
0: have you ever imagined like let's say how this song would have sounded in uh, the Crescida radio. Like that in, or, I mean like on board <laughs> radio of the car. And let's say you're playing this Crescida 93 song. Have you, you like imagined how it would sound?
1: Yes. And let me tell you why. There's a really cool reason why. Yeah, I'm listening. I've imagined it because this song has a, a vocal version with lyrics. All right. That I recorded. And the vocal version I'm actually in the Creseda. Really? So it's like, um, it's, it's one of the coolest things that I've ever got to do. I know it's weird that I've released the instrumental version before the vocal version, but the vocal version is on its way.
0: I can only imagine that you are in the Cresida 93 singing a song titled Crescida 93.
1: Basically, and the lyrics are actually me, uh, me singing about being in a Cressida 93. That's like, uh yeah, it's, 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 it's random. It's just, but I, you got to do some of these things just, just for musical purposes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful, man. I can only imagine.
1: I know, man. It's crazy, but um yeah, sometimes it just comes from a weird place and you run with it.
0: Yeah. So let's just drop a little bit of, um, an insight, uh, to my listener, because you are really doing multi-genre. You transition between all these places, uh, with your music, mm-hmm. you know, for anyone who like doesn't know you and they come across your discography, by the way, and I'm really urging, uh, if you're listening to this particular podcast to just go on Spotify or wherever you get your music and write MJ Uemoto. And just listen to that offering. You have everything from grime to I'm a piano to Sgija now. And I'm
1: like, mm-hmm. how
0: do you do all this?
1: <laughs> uh, the truth is because I've always loved music, but uh, in terms of recording, I started, uh, I started recording way back in, um, I think it was 2002. So it's it's been a while and I was still young, very young, yeah. um, high school. Um, but the truth is, for me, it's always been a form of expression. I've always wondered, how do I sound on this type of a record? I've always mimicked my favorite artists um, and tried to do something and just experiment with my voice. And I really used the last three years of making music as a platform to just find out what I, what I like what people like from me and um, everything in between and that's how the catalog has become so varied with different styles different um, uh, versions of me uh, me being an uh, an artist uh, in terms of uh, the vocals me being a a producer in, st- in terms of making beats um, doing drill doing hip hop doing trap doing um, skija, doing I'm a piano doing a bit of uh, a dancehall in there as well it's just trying to find more of um, myself within the different sounds and challenge myself honestly like um, that's really it I don't think they, there's a limit or there's a mandate for me to stick to one style so yeah yeah
0: thank you very much MJ Cressida 93 is dropping midnight my time so that is like yeah. a few hours from now and you can definitely catch it on any of MJ Wemoto's profiles, just search MJ, that is M-J space, Wemoto, W-E-M-O-T-O. And you'll be able to find his new track, Crescida 93, and all his other tracks. And just listen to them. And you definitely see how well-rounded MJ is in all these tracks. MJ, I think we're at the end of the episode
1: nice nice and, and I would like to say thank you very much oh no worries thank you I'm 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 already looking forward to the next one to be honest
0: <laughs> <laughs> every time I'm done with this I'm thinking about the agendas for the next one and I think I already have several for
1: that oh yeah oh yeah and um you know you know like in the next 24 hours yeah a lot of music is gonna drop this week has got a lot of music dropping it is so we gonna have stuff about next week, man.
0: It is crazy.
1: It's one of those weeks. Have a nice one, bro. You too. Uh, I am going to go back to work. So I will talk to you, bro. Have a good one. Bye.